One of the things that we have to do in this life is realize that the Lord blesses us to be a blessing. We are blessed to be basically a conduit through which his blessings flow. Welcome to the Family Worship Center podcast. Each week we bring you our message from our Sunday morning services at Family Worship Center in Beaumont. I made a mistake. You ever said that? You ever had a hard time saying that? <laughs> Some people have a hard time admitting they're making a mistake. But as I was thinking about this message, you know, there's some mistakes that are big, some that are small, and uh, sometimes we can get a pretty good laugh at ourselves out of things. I have shared with you a few times about one of my biggest ones that I laughed at myself. I mean, I just said to myself, you big dummy, I had a check that I needed to run by the bank, so I am prone to forget things like that. I get in my car, and my mind starts working, and I just drive, and so... I had this check, and I thought to myself, I'm going to outsmart myself this time, and I'm just going to put, hold it in my hand. And so I'm driving down through there, I got this check in my hand, and the next thing I know, I'm about five blocks past the bank. And I thought, you big dummy, you done, you done drove by, you had it in your hand where you wouldn't forget it. So I turned around, and the next thing I know, I'm almost back home. And I've still got that check in my hand. I drove by the bank again. So that time, I just, I just put it up there where the speedometer is. That way I couldn't forget it. Went by the bank. Uh, I don't know if you've ever done things like that, but I'm, I'm very, very prone to forget things. My brain starts working. Fact is, just this last week, it was Thursday, as a matter of fact, um, I knew I'd be running and going and doing all day. So I just grabbed, a, a, Angie buys me these little, like, healthy choice one one dish uh, frozen meals and so I got that out of there and you know it had broccoli in it so I you know trying to be healthy uh so I you know laid that out there put it on the counter and the last thing I remember about it was I had stuck it under my arm because I had stuff in my hands I still to this day do not know where that's at I told her, I said, my biggest, my, my biggest concern about it is we'll find it about two weeks from now. What's that smell? Because I, I, I sincerely, I went back and traced my steps. I do not know where it is. I thought it was in my truck. I got here, was busy about 1230 and decided, hey, eat a bite of lunch. While I'm thinking about went out to the truck, it wasn't there. I said, well, maybe I brought it in. Come back in, look in my office, not there. So Angie, she works close enough to home that she went home for lunch. I called her and I said, hey, take a look around. If you see that, put it back in the freezer. I'll eat it the next day. Still, don't know where that's at. So if you've never made a mistake, you can take joy in the fact that I make plenty of them. Uh, there, there, some, some mistakes are big. Some mistakes are small. I'll never forget this. Uh, I was just thinking about this and some of the mistakes I had made. There was uh, one spring... I was going to lunch with somebody and uh, had the windows down in the, in the vehicle and the wasp, red wasp had started coming out. How many of you just have a great fear of red wasp? Okay. <clears throat> the person that I was riding with <clears throat> just absolutely freaked out at the sight of a wasp. So this wasp gets in there and it's hovered around and going here, there, and yonder. Well, finally it, it lands on the, on the pillar of the windshield up front. So I thought, well, this is perfect. I'll be able to kill it, play the hero, get rid of the wasp. And, 
And so I looked around, and the only thing that I had was my Bible. And it was in the, uh, on the console there, so I, I said, hey, that'll work perfect. You know, I'll, ju- I'll just use the spine of the Bible. And so, of course, not thinking about it, whenever I went like this, if you notice, that's just an instinctive reaction. I did kill the wasp, but I nearly hit a telephone pole in the process because I yanked the wheel uh, severely to the right about the time I smashed the wasp. We could take a minute, and we could go around the room, and we could talk about mistakes that we had made. Some of them are very, very funny. But sometimes they're a little more serious. Sometimes they're costly. And uh, I'll, I'll never forget. Uh, I'll tell you one more funny one. This is not on me, but it, it hit home enough that I could recognize that it could happen. It was this pastor that I, I was listening to at a conference and uh, you, some of you'd probably recognize his name if I told you, but he said, he said, I, I get busy and I get to doing things and my mind wanders. And he said, so one day I'm in traffic and he said, I'm just, I cannot believe how slow this traffic is going. And he said, so I check my mirror, put on my blinker, whip out. And he said, it was just about the time that I got even with the hearse that I remembered what I was doing. And he was doing a funeral. <laughs> And he said, so I had to think really, really quick what to do to get out of this mess. Because he said, I've done whipped out in the traffic and got up there even with the hearse. And he said, so I decided, I, he said, I pointed down at the rear tire on the hearse and said, it's okay. And he said, I got back in line. Nobody ever knew. And so sometimes we, we get absent-minded and sometimes we do these funny things, but uh, if you go and, and, and you read about things that have happened before, there was one, one that I read about. It was a janitor. This is back in the day when everything was paper, bank-wise. And the janitor was cleaning up, and he had to mop the floor, so he didn't want to get the boxes wet. So he set them on top of this table that was nearby, mopped the floor, got done with it, rolled his bucket on a little bit, didn't think any more about it. Well, what he had done was he had set the boxes on the table to be shredded. The only problem was it was $840,000 worth of checks that had not been appropriated yet. And so this little, this little chipper that shredded everything put it up into quarter-inch pieces. And so whenever they realized what had happened, guess what they did? Two shifts for the next week and a half of people in there taping quarter-inch pieces back together so that they could get those checks appropriated and get their money. They had already paid the little banks and they were waiting on the clearinghouse to pay them. So uh, you, you just have to wonder what, what uh, happened to the guy that was mopping the floor. Uh, there, there are many, many others that, uh, that we can read about and think about. Sometimes it's little, sometimes it's big, but basically it comes down to this. We all make mistakes. The problem is sometimes... They're costly mistakes and mistakes that we don't want to make. So in, in Luke chapter 12, this would be a bad time to say I made a mistake. It says, then he told them a story. This is talking about Jesus. Told them a parable. It says, a rich man. Boy, that's much better. A rich man had a fertile farm that produced fine crops. And he said to himself, what should I do? You ever said that about something? What should I do about this? I don't have any room for the crops. Then he said, I know, I'll tear down my barns, I'll build bigger ones, and then I'll have room enough to store all my wheat and all the other stuff, 
And I'll sit back and I'll say to myself, my friend, you have stored enough away for years to come. Now take it easy, eat, drink, and be merry. But God said to him, you fool. And when God says that, it's not, it's not taken lightly. You'll die this very night, and then who will get everything you worked for? Yes, a person is a fool to store up earthly wealth and not have a rich relationship with God. Then turning to his disciples, Jesus said, that is why I tell you not to worry about everyday life, whether you have enough food to eat or enough clothes to wear, for life is more than food and your body more than clothing. Let's pray one more time this morning. Father, thank you for your word. Sometimes it's sober and sometimes it wakes us up. Sometimes it shows us things that uh, may be even a little uncomfortable. But Lord, you're doing it for our good and for your glory. So Lord, this morning, I pray that you would speak to our hearts and let us see what you, what you want us to know, the things that we need to do so that we can't say at the end of our life, I made a mistake. And so, Lord, I thank you in advance for the great things you're going to do here this morning. We give you praise for it all. In Jesus' name, and everybody said, <coughs> amen. <clears throat> and again, I apologize. I'm going to have to straighten my throat every now and then. So here's the deal. Sometimes we think it's synonymous that money is evil. How many of you think it's in the Bible that says money is the root of all evil? A lot of people do think it says that. It doesn't say that. It says the love of money is the root of all evil. Fact is, the Lord knows that we have to have money to be able to do things. We have to have money to be able to maintain the church. We have to have money to be able to do ministry from the church. And ultimately, it comes down to this. It's whether we're free with the Lord as far as what he's blessed us with and, and whether we're willing to, to, to do things for his sake with that. So the first thing that this guy, first mistake this guy made was in planning for himself, he forgot about others. One of the things that we have to do in this life is realize that the Lord blesses us to be a blessing. We are blessed to be basically a conduit through which his blessings flow. And the thing that I have seen in my own life, you've probably proven it out in your own, that the more he blesses us, if, if we don't get sticky fingers... If we can keep on keeping on, if we can just, the more he blesses us, the more we let go of, the more he blesses us, the more we let go of, the more he blesses us, the more we let go of, then guess what? That flow is just going to continue to get bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger. And it's only whenever we start getting sticky fingers with it that we start thinking, I did this. This guy, the thing that he said, I've done well for myself. I've done awesome. And so... In doing so, he forgets about where it came from, and, and he forgot about others, forgot about the needs of, of people that we meet, and, and sometimes, we, sometimes we tend to, I talked about this a couple of weeks ago, sometimes we tend to get a little judgmental. We see people with their signs on the side of the road, need help, need food, need all this. Well, if you're able to do that, why don't you get a job? And, and the problem is we don't know the, what's behind all that. And the thing that we've got to do is allow the Lord to work in us and through us and let discernment flow. And some of you have been with me when I have stopped and, and helped people like that. And some of you have been with me when I drove right by somebody like that. I try to listen to the leading of the Lord. 
again, sometimes you stop and you do for one person what you wish you could do for everybody. There are times in this life whenever you do, you know, uh, we live in this day and this time whenever everything is, that's not fair. That's not, you got to say it right, that's not far. <laughs> and people are all about that. And, and really and truly, when you look at it, we live in a democratic nation and every, everybody believes in democracy, but really and truly, God doesn't even believe in democracy. Boy, that got quiet. Where God's concerned, it's a theocracy. And that is that he's God and he can do anything he wants to. But the only way it works and works like it's supposed to work is if we have a benevolent king. If you've got a king that's not benevolent, that's when it goes wrong. That's earthly kingdoms. But where our God is concerned, he's a benevolent king. And always willing to, to bestow blessings. Always willing to, to, to allow things to flow our way if we will not be the bottleneck in the plan. And so um, whenever, it's whenever we get our wants, our desires, our needs, our, our wants ahead of whatever his plan is. The thing that we've got to do is realize that if we give, he's going to give it us more. If it, whatever we give away, the economy of, of the kingdom works so much different than this earth. On this earth, what we think is we got to work hard, we got to save, we got to keep, we got to put it up somewhere as to where the economy of the kingdom is. If we get it, give it away. The only way you're going to live is to die. The only way you're going to get is to give. And sometimes that doesn't compute with us. So we don't need to make the mistake of in planning for ourselves to forget about others. Amen? The second thing is, in considering his goods, he forgot about the giver. Thanksgiving is key. Every day ought to be Thanksgiving Day for a believer. Amen? That was mighty, mighty quiet. Every day ought to be Thanksgiving Day for a believer. Amen. Amen. Why? Because he is constantly doing things. I try to make it a habit to see the little things that happen. Some people might laugh at that. Some people might think that's over the top. Some people might say, well, well, God's not concerned about everything in your life. I think he is. I mean, when we wake up the other day, whenever the sun was out, first thing I said was, thank you, Lord. Uh, now, I, I got to admit, I didn't get up this morning to see the rain, and I didn't see thank, say, thank you, Lord. Amen. I, I didn't. But, hey, it, it's, it's, it's in his plan. It's got to be good for us somewhere down the line. But ultimately, it comes down to this, that we can see something good in everything that he provides for us. And everything that happens, there's, it, again, is for his, our good, his glory. Ultimately, something good's going to come out of it. And so we've got to be very, very purposeful in, in, in giving thanks. There was a long time ago, there was a preacher and he was just about to sit down and eat a meal, and uh, it was H.A. Ironside, and probably none of you that have not read much in, in preaching world don't know who that is, but he was back a long time ago, just a real hellfire and brimstone kind of preacher, really about the, the, the you know, great awakening and that kind of stuff, and so he's just about to sit down and eat a meal, and this guy comes up and says, can I talk to you for a minute? He said, well, sure, I'm just about to eat. So just about the time this guy gets there, here comes his food out. And so uh, the preacher,
And I don't know if y'all have ever been with anybody that did that, but the first time I was ever with somebody that did that, I was like, what's wrong with their food? <laughs> I promise you, because they weren't praying out loud, but he just dropped his head. And that guy, like I would have thought, something wrong with your food? And no. Is that not what you ordered? Well, yes, it is. Well, then what, what was that about? Why did you do this? And take a moment there. And he said, I was thanking the Lord for the food, blessing it and thanking him for it. And that guy said, well, said, I'll have you know, he was kind of like this guy that we just read about. He said, I'll have you know that I earn my money. And he said, whenever I order something, he said, I just dig right in. And he said, because it's something that I provided for me. And uh, so Brother Ironside thought about it for a second. He said, yeah, he said, my dog's like that too. <laughs> he just digs right in. Doesn't give any thought to where it came from. We need to take a moment every time the Lord blesses us with something and let, let our, our thanksgiving be made known. Here's the thing. Uh, as we, as we get and give, it ought to be thanksgiving both times. Lord, thank you for what you blessed me with, but also thank you for allowing me the opportunity to give. Fact is, Paul says it this way. St. Corinthians says, God honors a cheerful giver. And if you look up that word, cheerful, it actually, the original word is hilarious. Believe it or not, hilarious. So God honors a hilarious giver. So really and truly, whenever we get up here and say it's time for the offering, we ought to all just go, <laughs> amen? That wouldn't that be a different kind of service? Especially if somebody was visited, if we just all did a little belly laugh right there. So the thing is that we ought to, we ought to be that cheerful about it. Because God has, has blessed us, but in the process of that, see, he doesn't need us. He doesn't need us in that process. He wants us in that process. And so by him giving us the opportunity and including us in that, we are being included in the plan of God every time we get a blessing and every time we give a blessing away. As I have shared with you, and I, I, I hope it doesn't rob my blessings in heaven, but I have bought Jesus a ton of hamburgers, cheeseburgers as a matter of fact, and if you know what kosher food is, you know, Jesus is Jewish. He loves cheeseburgers. I don't know what the deal is, but it makes him smile every time I've ever bought him one. I've bought Jesus gas. I've bought Jesus tires. I've bought Jesus clothes. And any time that I get an opportunity to do that, I do it without finding out. I don't ask the person's name. I don't want to know their name. Because he says, when you've done it unto the least of these, you've done it unto me. So anytime that I do that and I don't know their name, whenever they drive off, I do that little wave and I say, Jesus, I hope you enjoy your cheeseburger. Jesus, I hope that tire gets you where you're going. Jesus, I hope that gas is enough to get you there. And see, when you do that with no strings attached, whenever you give hilariously, and it really does get to be hilarious after a while. Because every time, I mean, it's, it is so funny how often the opportunity to give comes if you're looking for it. 
And it does get a little bit hilarious after a while because you, you start seeing these opportunities and it starts just, you just kind of chuckle to yourself. You give cheerfully. Jesus, I hope you enjoy that because I'm giving it unto you. I know that this other person was in your stead, but I, I'm going to give it like it was there. So if we understand that we're given to him, then it makes us grateful whenever he blesses us with more. And there's never been an opportunity that I have given that the Lord hadn't made it up. I have done this for years and years and years. And, and it comes back to the proverb says, if you cast your bread upon the waters in many days, it'll come back to you. Now, in, the, in our mind's eye, we're thinking, I don't want that moldy bread that's coming back on the waves to me. But what he's talking about is if we sow it without expecting any return, someday it's going to come back to us. And the thing that we have to realize is that if we continue to sow, if we sow every day, eventually that starts coming back to us. And when does it come back? Every day. Now, it comes in different shapes and forms and fashions and, and all this kind of stuff. I'm, I'm not one of these people. I mean, you'll hear people talk about these days that if you'll give, you know, it means you, you'll have lots of money and all this kind of stuff. God's blessings come in many, many different ways. It's not always money. It's not about the cash. We can see God's blessings. I mean, I've said this forever. It means your refrigerator refrigerates a little longer. It means your washing machine washes a little longer. It means your air conditioner conditions a little longer. Your car, cars a little longer. All that good stuff. And if we begin to sow every day, look for an opportunity to sow every day, then all of a sudden we start seeing that God's blessings come every day. Somebody say amen. Finally, and yes, he's wrapping it up early because my voice is about to give out. In providing for his body, he forgot about his soul. And here's the deal. There is uh, nothing wrong with eating, drinking, and being merry. Okay? It's a part of everyday life. I don't look at me like that. I don't mean drinking. I mean drinking. Jesus' prophecy about himself, he says, as it was in the days of Noah, so shall it be in the coming of the Son of Man. People be eating and drinking, giving in marriage, marrying. I always looked for some evil connotation to that, some sinful thing that they were doing. They were just living life. And this guy says to himself, I've done well, I've put up enough for the rest of my life, essentially. That's what he's saying. Now I'm going to be at ease. I'm going to eat, drink, and be merry. Didn't include anybody else in that. Forgot about his neighbor. Forgot about the people in need. Forgot about who gave it. But ultimately, here's the deal. He didn't prepare his soul. It may come as a surprise to you this morning. I hope it doesn't. But we're all going to leave here one day. Every one of us, should the Lord tarry, is going to die. Every one of us. Every one of us. Every one of us. Life is terminal. And the thing that we've got to do is realize that. The, the Yiddish saying is everybody's going to plot. Everybody's going to plot one day. We're all leaving here. We're all going to die. And the thing that we got to do is prepare for it. We got to live like we're dying. 
What are you leaving behind? What's your legacy? How many people would have a hole in their life if you left here today? Would it be many? Would it be few? And ultimately, it comes down to this. God has blessed you to be a blessing. And he wants you to be in on his blessings for eternity. 